Hello and welcome to episode number 28 of the Tennis Business Academy podcast. In today's episode, I want to go through a relatively long list of off-court things that you have to do and decisions that you have to make in order to create a successful tennis business. My goal here is just to really illustrate how much goes into creating a successful tennis business or club, which is quite a lot. Some of these tasks will be really simple to tackle, but they do represent important decisions that will take your business or club in a specific direction and should obviously be considered carefully, like deciding on pricing, for example. It's a quick thing to do, but could have far-reaching effects for your business, so you should think it through. The other goals for this episode are to show you perhaps some tasks or activities that you haven't considered yet, but that still need to be done, and also to maybe help you decide if there are any tasks that you feel like you should do yourself and others that maybe you should outsource. Often we try to do everything ourselves and that's not necessarily the best way of doing things. Seeing this list of activities all at the same time might prompt you to think that maybe you are trying to do too many things and that maybe you'll be better off outsourcing some of them. And the last thing that I'll mention before we get started is that I've added links to other relevant episodes in the transcript. So you can always check those out if you want to learn more about a specific topic that I mentioned today. Okay, with all that said, let's go through the list of 31 things you need to do off court to create a successful tennis business. Number one, decide on the products and services that you want to sell. Yes, we're all selling tennis in one way or another, but what exactly are you selling? Are you selling coaching? And if so, what type of coaching? Just individual lessons, individuals and groups, cardio tennis as well, what age groups, what levels of ability, and is it just coaching? What about memberships, pay to play, restringing services, pro shop, bar or cafe area, any other sports or activities, and so on. The first big decision you need to make is around what you are selling exactly. So make sure that you've made this decision consciously. Number two, decide on pricing. Once you've decided what you're selling, you then need to decide how much you're selling it for, of course. What you end up charging will be influenced by a number of factors, but just consider what kind of brand you're trying to create and charge accordingly. If your idea is to create a more exclusive premium brand, then you should charge more. If instead you want more people playing, then perhaps you should charge less. Just bear in mind that whatever pricing you end up going for, the market will ultimately decide if they're willing to pay for it or not. So be prepared to learn about what the right pricing is for your business as you go. Number three, decide on payment model. When will you actually charge people? Monthly, quarterly, yearly, course by course, via direct debit or one-off card payments. Different payment models will require very different admin processes and different types of customer interactions. So think through what will be best for your situation and what you're trying to achieve. Number four, create a well-defined and unique brand, a brand that you can be proud of and that represents the business or the club well. And please use a professional to do this with you. If you don't know any, email me and I can put you in touch with someone who knows how to create quality brands. Number five, create a comprehensive terms and conditions document. This document needs to be fair to both your business and the customers, and you need to make sure to give all your customers the chance to see and agree to it. No point in creating a good document that customers are never given the chance of seeing. Number six, decide on the software you will use to manage payments and bookings. 
This is probably the most important piece of software you'll use, so choose it wisely. Make sure you test and trial it yourself properly before committing to use it for the business. And in case you're still using bank transfers and cash, it is my strong opinion that you should stop doing that and use a piece of software that will make taking payments and bookings easier for yourself and your customers. Number seven, hire coaches and other staff, including negotiating and signing contracts with them. This is most certainly a very important part of any successful business. Number eight, negotiate contracts with a venue. If you don't own the venue where you work, this is probably one of the single most important tasks you'll ever have to deal with. Number nine, create strong health and safety and safeguarding procedures and make sure that all relevant people are appropriately trained. Number 10, create a system to manage and maintain equipment, inventory and facilities. Some sort of process that ensures that all equipment, inventory and facilities are kept in good order. You will probably include some sort of checklist or checklists and a recurring appointment to check these things every week, every month, every year or whatever might be relevant. Number 11, collect testimonials from happy customers. Showcasing happy customers is one of the best ways to persuade other people to join. So make sure that you have a plan to collect testimonials from happy customers regularly. These can then be used on your website, in emails, on social media, flyers, banners, and anywhere else that you think is relevant. Number 12, hire a professional photographer, videographer to take photos and videos of your club and or coaching sessions. These photos and videos can then be used as marketing materials that will serve you for years to come on your website, on social media, flyers, banners, etc. We are lucky that the activity that we're trying to sell looks cool, unlike, for example, an insurance company, which doesn't really have anything cool to show potential customers. So we should make sure that we have good photos and videos that visually illustrate to people what it feels like to play tennis. A picture is worth a thousand words, as they say. Number 13, set up a referral scheme, a program that rewards customers who refer your organization to their friends and family. Should be fairly easy to set up. Number 14, run regular customer feedback surveys, at least once a year. And most importantly, you should develop a system for taking the feedback you receive and turn it into actions that benefit your customers and your business. Number 15, set up a reporting system that allows you to track the key metrics for your business, including the financial ones, and make sure to run it consistently so you always know how your business is performing. Consistently means at least once a month. Number 16, set up a tax record keeping system. Create a system for keeping all the information needed for tax purposes well organized. Boring, but needs to be done. Number 17, set up insurance for your business. Make sure that your business or club has the appropriate level of insurance. Again, very boring, but needs to be done. Number 18, Create an onboarding process for new staff to ensure that they understand how things are done in your business or club. Even if you hire really experienced staff, you should still have a process in place to help them understand how you do things. Every business is different, so you shouldn't expect people to magically know how things run in your business. Number 19, create training processes for coaches and other staff. The idea being that at some point you will need to hire someone who you will need to train to be able to do the job you'd like them to do well. 
Junior coaches are a great example of where a solid training program will be needed. Number 20, create a quality website that looks like it was built in the 21st century, has a clearly defined goal, and is easy and intuitive to use. Number 21, create an annual events calendar. Basically answer the question, what activities and events are you running and trying to sell throughout the year? You need to know which activities and events you will be running each year so that you can plan for them in advance. Don't wait until the last minute to decide what you're doing. Number 22, create an annual marketing calendar. Tied to the events and activities that you have decided to run, you want to create a marketing calendar that lists all activities that you'll use to promote those events. Because if you've decided to run an event or activity, you want to market it well and in advance so that that event is a success. Number 23, set up a solid email marketing system. This system should automatically add people to your email list and allow you to easily email them whenever you want. If it's a struggle to keep your email list organized and or to email people whenever you want, then your email marketing system isn't set up properly and you should fix it. Number 24, send regular emails to your customers and your potential customers. Basically, anyone that's ever given you their email address and said that was happy to receive your emails going forward. Email is one of the best ways, if not the best way, to keep in touch with customers and potential customers and inform them of what is happening in your business or club. So you should use it extensively. Number 25, create a social media plan. What will you post? Where will you post? And when will you post? Social media is one of the best ways to stay top of mind with your customers and potential customers. So put some time into thinking about how you want to use it. Number 26, Post on social media regularly. Actually execute against your social media plan or get someone else to do it for you. Number 27, run regular digital advertising campaigns like Facebook ads and Google ads, for example. When done well, these types of campaigns have the power to generate a lot of interest in your services in a short period of time. So it's definitely worth you running a few of these each year. Number 28, set up your Google My Business page. Google My Business is a free tool that allows you to manage your online presence with Google, including search and maps. In other words, if you want to show up on Google when people search for tennis in your area, you need to have a Google My Business profile. And since it's free to set up, it's really a no-brainer. Just remember to keep the information on it up to date. Number 29, create an onboarding journey for new customers. What type of initiatives will you run to make new customers feel welcome and get them on the path to becoming loyal to your business? A little thought put into this sort of thing can yield really good results in terms of customer retention and customer happiness. Number 30, establish working relationships with nearby schools. Ideally, so you can deliver tennis session to the kids in the school and market your club program to them and their parents. Number 31, establish partnerships with local businesses and other local organizations. From my perspective, it's always a good idea to embed yourself into your local community as much as possible. So if you can, look to establish partnerships with local businesses and local organizations as it's likely that there will be ways in which you can help each other out. 
All right, there's the list of 31 things that you need to do off court. Of course, this isn't a comprehensive list. I'm sure that there are other things that need to be addressed, but hopefully this is a good starting point for you if you had never thought about how much actually needs to be done off court to create a successful tennis business. And if you're feeling a little overwhelmed, just remember that you don't need to tackle all of these at the same time. No business is perfect. There's always something that needs to be done or improved upon. So just find a way to work through the things that matter, even if it takes you a bit longer than you'd like to get there. All right, that's it for today's episode. As always, I'll be back next week with another installment of the Tennis Business Academy podcast. Until then, and thanks for tuning in.